Well, as we count down towards the final this evening at 9 o'clock, Algeria versus Senegal, it's always good to catch up with the man that's just joined us in studio. He's walked in, he's looking fresh, gone a bit more grey on the beard, but nonetheless, he still looks like that same old man that we saw on the field of play because his face never ages. Max Mopignani, thanks for joining us in studio. Hi, Owen. Fantastic to see you. You look as fit as the day you left football. I try hard to run around when uh, I find chance. <laughs> what are you running after? What are you running away from? No, not running away. Fortunately, <laughs> it's on a treadmill, so it's going nowhere. Going nowhere fast. That's what they call it, a treadmill. But you're looking fantastic, I <laughs> must you. say. You've been keeping an eye on AFCON so far. Let's talk about South Africa's performance in beating Egypt and then obviously going down to Nigeria. We, I think, Left it all out in the field against Egypt. Uh, it was a fantastic result, but then we kind of let ourselves down against Nigeria. Yeah, in fact, uh, getting into that far was uh, just that indifferent performance. If you can recall the first game against Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. and then we went on to beat Namibia, which I expected. Yeah, and then uh, got to play Morocco, lost yeah. concentration, last minute. And we were expecting a draw from that game. Well, they were, they were playing for it. Yeah, they were playing for that. <laughs> and yeah. then got punished. And uh, then, fortunately, the weight was worth it mm. and ended up uh, having to face uh, the hosts. And then facing the host meant that uh, the pressure was on. Yeah. And it showed that uh, Bafana Bafana can stand pressure. But the biggest question is, can you move on from then? And you've just said it, they left it all on the pitch mm. against uh, Egypt. I guess the other pressure that comes with this game is obviously the management pressure because they had lots of pressure from, like you said, that game one where we lost to Cote d'Ivoire. Beating Namibia, yes, the pressure was all slightly, but it wasn't a great performance. 1-0 the final result there and then losing to Nigeria. And then we had to go again to the calculator to see if we're going to make it through. And we hate doing that. That's one thing we don't want to do. But the pressure was on Stuart Baxter, the coach of Bafana Bafana, because Tembankosi Lorch's name was not on the team sheet of all three of those previous games. Oh, yes. And then uh, he appeared mm-hmm. when it matters. And uh, his pace and his finishing on the night was just unbelievable. In mm. fact, uh, they played him the way he plays at Pirates, where he just uh, like relish on, uh, on those uh, passes and running mm. on to opponents. And that was even like opening legs and that's when for the first time I saw even uh, the big uh, striker that was playing alongside him Mutiba mm. just uh, getting into yeah. the game and I thought she I didn't see this that uh, the coach always sees in him mm. and he played well on the day and from then on came that game against mm. Nigeria and that's when Nigeria did their homework. Let's give credit to them because uh, they were attacking us on the left. Musa mm. was causing all the damage and Kiza was in sixes and sevens mm. all the time. And even at, until the last goal, all the attacks were on the left-hand side. I mm. mean, that uh, cross led to the corner on the same side. And obviously, the misjudgment of the goalkeeper, the, mm. uh, Rowan. Rowan Ron Williams, yeah. And that was... A costly blunder. Mm, mm. And one of these things happened. You know, I mean, we've seen big players missing penalties in the World Cup. So any player can make a mistake. Mm. You, when you came in, you said a lot of us were surprised that they made it so far. Were you one of the su- people that thought, you know, South Africa making it through to the quarterfinals was a pleasing result? Or were you surprised they even got that far? In fact, uh, when they left for, the, for, for, for Egypt, I always thought I would be pleased. Mm if they ended up in the quarterfinals. But obviously, I was not uh, thinking that Mm. they they would put up the performance they put up in the qualifying stages. So 
I was, after one or two games, I thought, no, this is not a performance that takes any team to the quarterfinals. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to the last 16, yes. by the way. Yes. And that's what happened. Mm. The way they played leading to that, not qualifying, but having to wait and uh, just getting only just, and mm. as you the say, third place finisher, third place finisher yeah. and all that. That also is something that uh, just turned me off to say, now they didn't put up the performance I expected. Mm. Because firstly, the two teams that uh, we lost to are the teams that we've never lost to. If you can recall, yeah. we never lost to Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. We've never we lost, lost to Namibia. Morocco. Uh, and Namibia, yeah. Uh, and, well, Namibia in Namibia, yeah, yeah. but it was, <laughs> you know, one of those Kosafa yeah. games and all that. But having said that, though, you expect them to beat those people in the group and because mm. Namibia was a given. Yes. That's why I didn't even yeah. include it. But uh, then they win against the given and then stumbled and fumbled where it mattered. Mm. And mm. that's where I thought, no, no. It's not what I expected. But the coach also must have expected them to say quarterfinals will be fine. Mm. You know? and yeah, well, that's the thing. We didn't know what his brief was. Uh, his brief was to take us there. His brief was to take us probably as far as possible. And we don't know where the buck ended. Maybe they said to him, just get out of the group stages and we're happy with your performance. But Safa still needs to sit down and obviously have a big discussion and uh, decide did they meet all the expectations of uh, this team, the management team, and everybody else that went to Egypt? In fact, uh, if I'm quoting him directly uh, and correctly from uh, mm -hmm. f some of the interviews leading to that, you can recall after beating Libya. And that's when he said, yes, we have qualified. We can go all the way. Mm. Uh, and I'll be happy if we make an impression. But he never said we will win it. And mm. I thought that's nice and safe. Mm. And obviously... They started on a wrong footing, mm. and that's when I thought, nah, we're not going all the way, you know. Marks <laughs> Wapanyani, we're going to be chatting more about AFCON 2019, and especially leading up to the final tonight between Senegal and Algeria. There's lots to talk about, and we'll bring you a lot more on MSW right after the news. Oh, you got a laugh. You got to laugh. South Africa is a fantastic place, isn't it? Well, we're joined in studio by Mark Spapiniani, a South African football legend, and he's taking us through uh, what he's seen so far at uh, the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations over in Egypt. And if you'd like to join in the conversation, you can call us on 089-110-3377 or 089-110-2000 to speak to us live in studio. WhatsApp voice notes are still coming through, and the line there is 60584 Marks, it's been an interesting tournament so far. Yes, we're down to the final, but there have been some surprise nations that have uh, really opened our eyes at this tournament. Some guys that have come to the tournament for the very first time and have gone quite far in the tournament. And the one name that comes to mind must be Madagascar. Yeah, they did very well. Um, I mean, as debutants, uh, Lord was uh, obviously not expected from them. Mm. And uh, they just got there and they just played a different kind of game they were just running and uh, running tirelessly mm. and they were just surprising opponents including nigeria who went as far as the semis <laughs> so well one could say yes nigeria had qualified already but still mm. your pride is at stake you know you can't give your pride and, and top spot in the group is top also spot in the group because yeah. uh, that almost cost uh, nigeria but uh one after that, mm -hmm. the team that surprised me too was, uh, in fact, there are three other teams. Benin did yeah. very well, yes. and uh, Tanzania. Mm. They had quality players, mm. uh, and the captain and the uh, two other 
short, uh, hard-working players, and you thought, wow, this is an interesting side. In fact, I enjoyed their 3-2 game between uh, Tanzania mm. and uh, Kenya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was an entertaining was, game. That, to me, yeah. was one of the best games yeah. because uh, at some point, uh, Tanzania was leading by two goals to nil, then 2-1 and 2-all mm. and then 3-2. Mm. But uh, it was not just the scoreline. It was just the performance that mm. uh, added to that. So you, you realize that uh, a few guys uh, just raised their hands and Uganda also. Mm. Uganda mm. all got well for themselves. Yeah. Who, who disappointed you the most? I mean, let's leave South Africa's side because we all wanted them to go as far as possible. But who was the most disappointing team for you at this tournament? Not disappointing per se, but uh, performance... Uh, not as expected. Lackluster? Lackluster, uh-huh. if you like. <laughs> and uh, you're looking at uh, teams like uh, Tunisia. Mm. They've been there, and I was fortunate to be part of uh, the team that went to Equatorial Guinea yes. and uh, worked in all those games. I think they went all the way to the semifinals mm. and lost and complained. And I think that day, the decisions were not going their way. I don't mm. always want to use the word robbed, mm. you know, mm. but decisions didn't go their way. Yeah. And uh, that was against DRC in mm. Equatorial Guinea. They were fuming, you know, mm. and one expected a lot from them, given the fact that uh, they're playing almost at home. Mm. You know, mm. they acquainted to the weather and uh, everything and their fans are closer. Mm. But other than them, DRC, I've seen them working hard. Yeah. And uh, that to me is not what I expected. Mm. Now, I beg your pardon, we look towards the final. And obviously, this is a very big game. But what was surprising for me is to see two teams from the very same group making it through. Algeria finishing top of Group C, followed by Senegal. And the only difference there was that game against each other, with the Desert Foxes beating Senegal 1-0. And that proved to be a telling point in this game. Algeria have gone through undefeated so far. That was uh, Senegal's only loss. But they might have the psychological edge from that game in the group stages. It does always uh, give one a psychological edge. That is why it's important to win all your games. Mm. Because even when you've qualified, make sure that you stamp your authority. I mean, when you finish the group with nine points, you are fine. And uh, winning mm. has never been a bad habit. You know, So yeah, no. rather keep going, keep winning. Because uh, I've always said winners uh, are just... Those that can, anybody can win. I mm. mean, winners win battles and champions win war. Mm. You know? mm. And those wars that are won by champions are one of those that is tonight. Mm. Because of all the wins that Algeria have gone through today mm. or tonight matters most. <laughs> That's where the yeah. difference is. So you know, today they're fighting for the war, not just the battle. They're not the battle. But yeah. then here's the difference. With the performance that I saw, the last performance that I saw of uh, Senegal, mm. I'm to an extent inclined to say they don't they they don't they're not convincing me mm. that uh, mm. they can go out and win it the, uh, by the way and also they don't have their big defender Kulibali. yes and uh, then there was uh, also an injury to their big number 19 mm. uh, that is uh, Diatao. and yeah. you wonder if he is back but even if he's back you know i always uh, question when you have a squad of 23 mm. and uh, you play a player or starting a player with a heavily strapped leg, because that's what happened also in the, in the mm. previous game. So the, always qu- the, the, the normal question I always ask is, I wonder what the players on the bench are thinking of the coach, mm. <laughs> because mm. they might be thinking, what is this coach thinking <laughs> of us? You know? So this <laughs> limping man is better than us. Yes, you know? yes. So that is a bit of a minus for them. Mm. But uh, other than that, they, I like them in the last third. Mm. 
You know, you had an interview earlier on with uh, uh, Al Smith. Al yeah. Smith, yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, he so correctly spoke about the midfield. Yes. Their midfield is not really always giving the likes of money those runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, those mm-hmm. delightful balls that you will run on to. But once they cross the halfway line, which to me looks like it is laborious for them to, mm. to just carry the ball over. Yeah. But once they are over... I like those little one-twos. Mm, mm. Again, you're talking North African defenders. Mm. I mean, despite the fact that you're Moroccos of this world and Tunisia, Egypt are out of the, uh, out of the tournament. Mm. But the defense of mm. uh, these North African teams is just unbelievable, Algeria included. Defense, but structure as well. Algeria has got that brilliant structure that they keep on maintaining. It's almost like they just never get out of formation. They know exactly what game plan they want to play. And they stick to their game plan by keeping the formation amongst the defense, the midfielders, and their strikers. And uh, earlier on, uh, Elsmith also said that Riyad Mahrez in the last game against, uh, I think it was Tunisia, they dropped back ever so slightly, uh, Riyad Mahrez back and carried him forward, uh, just bringing the, the two midfielders forward from Tunisia. And that made a big difference in their game plan also. So they, they, they're a very structured team and it's a team that seems to be playing for each other and not for the star players. That is why they keep winning all the time. In fact, mm. uh, he was referring to the game against Nigeria. Oh, was it Nigeria? Yes. Sorry. Yes, sorry. That's yes. the game where I saw Riyad, not mm. always in the picture, yeah. but uh, he just came to the picture when it mattered mm. by the way one of the goals that uh, one of the goals that i think was his best mm. was the one that uh, he received across from the left by the way and yeah. he received it on the right hand side mm. with the right foot and his left footed but it was on the edge of the box yes. his first touch was just he just pushed it into the box mm. and he just between the penalty spot and the d line mm. and he curved he curled it to the bottom upright and that to me, and it was done so slick. And mm. that to me is just the quality of him at his best. Oh. And I just thought, by the way, this is the same guy that sits on the bench mm. at uh, Manchester City. That's how star started Manchester City is. Yeah. We're in conversation with Marks Mopiniani about the 2019 AFCON final tonight. And if you'd like to join in the conversation, you can give us a call on 089-110-3377 or 089-110-2000. Those are the two phone lines we're taking calls on this evening. Marks, it's been uh, the most important thing also when we look at this final tonight is how much, how hungry both these teams are. And you've got to look back at the history books most and that's what everybody does. And there's no doubt about it. Uh, Algeria picked up this trophy once back in 1990. Back then, it was only an eight-team tournament. Hmm. This time around, 24 teams making it uh, through the last the group stages first, last 16, then into the quarterfinals, semifinals. Here we are at the final. But Senegal have never won this trophy before. Are they more hungry than Algeria, who have, uh, have had a big break of almost 29 years before maybe winning this trophy again? Well, not only never have won it before, but 2002, they were in the final. Yes. They are coach now, uh, Aloisise. Yes. He was the captain of that team that lost in the final. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine before the players, he needs it badly. Yeah. So it can elude him on two occasions. Mm. But uh, that's the nature of uh, the game, you know. Lightning can strike twice. Mm. <laughs> How many teams have been to the final four times until they win it? I mean, recently, yeah. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Recently, uh, Liverpool went on to win the Champions League. <laughs> Don't having, talk about them, please. Having had a, <laughs> having had a run the, the, yeah. the, the season before, mm, you know. Mm. So sometimes it's not a given that uh, you've been there too many times, mm. so you can get it. But if you keep trying, 
you will get it, as they say. As they say. Mm. Ali Ossisa, yeah, he's, he's probably the hungrier of the two coaches to get this title under the belt. But there's a lot riding on this. Not only is it good prize money, but there's the pride of being African champions. And that's a lot of the world will be watching this game tonight and thinking to themselves, here we go. This is going to be the class act of what we see in Africa. Do you think there's a good message being sent out from this football tournament we've seen so far? So far, we have had some good games and I'm sure the scouts are eating out of their hands mm. because there's been some nice uh, quality players. Mm. But uh, still, when you look at it, you still believe that uh, one or two games were disappointing. And when I say one or two games, I expected a lot in a game between, uh, between Tunisia and Senegal. It mm. wasn't fireworks mm. at all. You know, at some point I thought, okay, you know, when you're working and uh, you're looking for a toothpick, something to keep you busy. Mm. <laughs> now, yeah, that's when you realize that the game is not uh, yeah. how it should be. But the game between South Africa and Egypt, mm. I'm sure all of us will agree that uh, you would not even blink. Yeah? Mm. Not that there was a goal every second, but there could have been mm. every second. So... Some games were very interesting, as much as I alluded to that one of uh, Tanzania, in fact, Kenya and Tanzania. So there were a few good games. Mm. So we have uh, given a good account of ourselves. What makes the North African team so good? Because they come with a different arrogance about them. And I I want to use the word arrogance because they carry themselves like they are on a table and everybody's looking at them. They just know how to put on a show. And then you get your West African teams also, brilliant teams, and they just so different in stature. Yeah, in fact, uh, what I've noticed of the uh, African teams, uh, the North African teams, mm -hmm. is that uh, they've always believed, and obviously they had to carry out that belief on the field. Mm -hmm. They always believed that uh, they are the best in, in the continent in terms of football. And... I remember the days of uh, Hassan Hassan and uh, Abu Trika. Mm, mm. You try to look at how these guys have won, but you realize that, no, they've just kept it simple. Mm. No dribbling at the back, nothing mm. silly. They just playing simple, straightforward game. Mm. But it's neat. It's mm. crisp. You can look at it, but it's not something that you say, I love what I'm seeing. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. that's mm. how they play. And they all play the same style. Yeah. We're taking phone calls. Uh, Lollipop is on the line from Springs. Good evening, Lollipop. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Very well in yourself. Very well, thank you. Good evening, Babu uh, Mafa. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm sure now you'll understand the, you'll, the, the, the name Lollipop because you play against such guys. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, at first, they used to call me uh, Maponian as well. Then later on, they changed my position. Then I played like um, uh, Mike Lollipop and Chan. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what I want to talk about now are two things. One is uh, the final, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is purely just my, my, my prediction. Um, I think history will repeat itself here. If, if you recall, in 2002, Senegal went all the way to play in the final and they lost to Cameroon, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And uh, of which they were somewhat uh, the best team of the two, the best team of, of the two teams at the time. So even now, I'm, I'm predicting that uh, history might be the same here. We might see Senegal here being people who are a team that is expected to win, go all the way to lose maybe with one goal or so. That's mm. my prediction. It's not based on facts, but it's based on, on history. Okay. And second thing is, I think if maybe if you allow me to touch on the uh, Fana Bafana as well. Go for it. Uh, 
Yes. Um, I think every time we are expected to, to play better due to previous results, we, we kind of like choked. Mm. We, we choked. So nobody expected South Africa to make any impression against the, the host. And um, they delivered. Mm. And now, since we went now to check the track rec- the record between Bafana Bafana and Nigeria, and that was supposed to be a walk in the park, or to be quite honest. Mm. And we expected there was pressure on Bafana Bafana. Now, what happened? We choked, you know. So that's why I'm saying. Uh, I think the whole sporting nation of South Africa. I'm sorry to quote, uh, to quote others. Mm. When they pressure upon us. We, we fail to deliver. Yeah. But if nobody expects anything from us, we go to the pub, we're having a beer, we don't care much, and they, they surprise us. I guess that's how uh, the, 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 the sporting nation we are currently. Yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying there, Lollipop. Let's see what happens. So we're in conversation with Max Mapignani. Uh, Lungasani, see you, Mabasa. We also see you. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, how times have changed. Uh, players get into their combis back in the day. Now they get into their flashy cars. Max Mapignani is in studio with us. He was laughing at that there. I mean, a true story, wasn't it? It is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, times have changed. Let's go to the phone lines, Max. Uh, while we still got you here, uh, we go to Mabaso uh, from uh, Kanana. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? Very well in yourself. I'm doing just fine. I'm with the how are you? Sir? I'm well in you. I'm doing fine. Uh, Mr. Gomengo, after Mr. Baxter noticed that Bafana wasn't winning games in AFCON, didn't you see him using Tendikosi as a scapegoat in that tournament? Sorry, say that again? After Did... Baxter noticed that Bafana was not winning any games in AFCON, yes. he then used Tendikosi Lodge. Don't you think he was using him as a cut and paste? <laughs> cut and paste? <laughs> yes. Uh... No, no, no. I, I think uh, he looked at the opposition, which is uh, Egypt, and he thought this opposition, if you run at them, we can get something out of it. And uh, he obviously knew that uh, when you have Lodge up front, then uh, we can just uh, unlock that uh, defense. And mm. uh, we did. I think he did that because he saw the opportunity of uh, the means of how to beat Egypt. Mm, mm. Uh, Lungisani from Durban. Good evening. Good. How are you doing, sir? Very well in yourself. Hey, it's unfortunate that uh, you have marks on this thing. Yeah. How are you, Mafa? <laughs> I'm well in you. It's unfortunate. When you're in the studio, it's hard to talk about Nations Cup and everything else. So your personality is huge, bigger than the Nations Cup, <laughs> especially that we are out of it now. Uh, I, I'd like to talk about Nations Cup, but first of all, it's a little more personal. I'd like to know... Uh, if it's not too personal, what is it doing right now? Where are you placed? What's it doing? Hey. I'm doing a lot of things. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of things. And, okay. Uh, when, little, uh, le- le- let, me, uh, let me sum it up by saying I'm doing a lot of things and uh, I'm surviving. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, well, we'd like to see you back in soccer, man. One more thing. Uh, yeah. One day, you have to answer me as to why you left Chase, but not today. No, for pirates. we'll, we'll save it for another time. I was young and I didn't have much internet to find out exactly why, but uh, not tonight. Is it a quick story or a short story? Um, no, it's, much, a, it's a long story. Uh, it's a long story. Like, yeah. your, okay. your lines are flashing as we speak. Yeah, no, they're going uh, off the hook. Lungisani, thank you so much. We're going to have to move on to Lucky, who's also in Durban. Good evening, Lucky. 
fine. How are you? Very well in yourself, Lucky. Okay. And uh, the, the other question I want to ask you, uh, Maxi, uh, go and go. Oh, Lucky. Are you well, my brother? I'm very well, thanks. Who do you think is going to win tonight at <laughs> 9 o'clock? <laughs> I fancy Algeria based on what I've seen, not based on oh. reputation, not based on record. And uh, oh, sometimes okay. what you've seen is not coming out to be what, uh, what happens on the night. And I've always bent my fingers on that. I mean, mm. I've said that against <laughs> Egypt. I thought <laughs> Egypt was going to lose. I mean, was going to beat South Africa and uh, they went on right. to lose. So you just go with your gut feel. And uh, there's nothing wrong in uh, telling who you think is going, is going to win. Unlike saying, and yeah, it's going to be a good draw. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and Gorman, please tell me, uh, what do you think of the last game of Bafana Bafana? Uh, why did we have to change the goalkeeper? No, we didn't change the goalkeeper mm. in the last game. We kept the same goalkeeper that kept goal, uh, goals against Egypt. Mm. So we only yes, changed yes. the goalkeeper once in the second game of the tournament. Yeah, so Ronald okay. Williams was in goal. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, and again, my man, you, you mean, uh, I did hear you mention cars and said the players are buying expensive cars. <laughs> yeah, it was in the... Uh, even in the Maxi, promo, Maxi used to drive a nice car. You oh, really? <laughs> now you're telling <laughs> us stories, yeah. <laughs> well, you 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 earned a lot of money. Well, not enough money in his days, playing days. But I'm sure you would have got some decent uh, cars back in those days as well. Marks, um, the loss on Monday, we lost a great friend of football, Mark Batchelor. You played with him and possibly also against him in the later years. Uh, Tell us about the man that you knew as Mark Batchelor on the field. Yeah, in fact, uh, everyone knew him as Mark Batchelor and uh, he knew me as Mafa. Mm. And uh, <laughs> he always would call me Mafa, but uh, I always called him Big Batch. Mm. So I played with him uh, at uh, Orlando Pirates. Mm. And uh, when he came from Chiefs to Pirates, we had a deal mm. <laughs> that uh, we're not going to lose against Chiefs. <laughs> and I remember one game at FNB, we terrorized Chiefs. And uh, we were just jubilant because at all the times that we've paired together, we've never lost uh, to Chiefs mm. because it was an agreement that we had. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, a big burly man. How, how did you two get along? Because, I mean, he's much taller than you. you he, was, he was formidable against opposition. We were playing to each other's strengths. And, uh, you know, those were the days where it was, I don't know about now, mm. but those were the days where the team manager would pair you according to your positions. Mm. So a goalkeeper will slip with a goalkeeper in order to share the goalkeeping ideas. Mm. Strikers will be sharing the room also. Ah, I see. So we would be discussing our different strengths. Mm. But then I would always share with him the fact that uh, when I go wide, I'll just drive it high mm. and hard. Mm. And he would just bully as he was, <laughs> just go in there. And no small defender would want to be on his path. Mm. But uh, there has been lighter moments uh, during those days where I think it was on two occasions I went wide. But you know when the defender is right in front of you, mm. you need to take an extra touch to play the ball high, high just towards uh, your intended teammate. Mm. But on these uh, two occasions, I thought the only cho choice is just to drive it hard and low. Mm. And I drove that short knee or shin height. Yeah. And he went for a diving header. <laughs> <laughs> so he got up and I thought the guy is happy celebrating because it was a goal. Yeah, yeah. And he says to me, Mafa, I told you I don't want these things on the ground. I said, you could have tapped it. 
That was Batch. He was known for his headers yeah. and goals. You're working tonight, uh, Radio 2000 commentary. Uh, you uh, looking forward to this game. No I'm looking forward to this final. Hopefully, yeah. we're not going to extra time. No, no it's not. It's, we want to go sleep early, I guess, after that game. Or celebrate. If you're Algerian or you're Senegalese tonight, listen, Marks Mopinani, thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to your commentary later on on Radio 2000. Uh, to the rest of our listeners, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week once again. And uh, please do enjoy the 2019 African final between Algeria and Senegal tonight and let's also look forward to our Proteas in action the Spa Proteas in action at the Netball World Cup as they take on Australia in the semi-finals tomorrow at 12 o'clock enjoy